Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards here on Lord & Richards Radio, and I'm thrilled to be with you today talking to you on the subject of lending to God. As you know, often in this first segment of Lord & Richards Radio, we address a key biblical principle that guides us at Lord & Richards in our planning and the financial advice and counsel that we give to people just like you every single day. Because, you know, folks that we're talking to are a little bit worried about what's going on in the world and how that's going to impact you and your finances, and particularly those who are preparing for retirement. So we want to make sure we have a good foundation based on God's Word. And today we're going to look at actually two Proverbs. The first is found in Proverbs 19:17. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he, God, will repay him for his deed. So that's the first one. Another one just across the page looks very similar, but it's the opposite. It's the corollary. Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. And so in these two Proverbs, we have quite a contrast. Those who are generous to the poor versus those who close their ears to the poor. In the first of those two Proverbs, we learn that giving to the poor invokes what I call divine math, divine math. What's happening here is that God ensures us that when we give to the poor, we will be repaid with divine interest, not humanly calculated interest. Can you imagine the difference between the interest you can earn from God versus an earthly loan? Most borrowers, when we go to uh, make an earthly loan, when we lend out money, the borrower wants to pay the very minimum in interest. And if they're a good borrower, they may command a low interest rate. And they want the best terms for themselves. And this, of course, forces the lender, the person who's making the investment through lending, to keep rates low in order to stay competitive. That's just how it works. For example, if you wanted to uh, perhaps buy a bond, that's a form of a loan that you make to a corporation or a government or maybe to your community to build a school or some other project. However that works, today bonds typically pay pretty low interest. 
unless you're willing to take more risk, right? To get involved with a corporate project that might be a little bit less solid financially. And then you're going to have the risk of the loss of your money. As Will Rogers once said, it's not the uh, return on my investment I'm so much concerned about, but the the return of my investment. And so often to get good rates, good interest on a loan, you have to take more risk and, and risk the loss of your own money. However, lending to God doesn't come with any risk whatsoever. And by giving to the poor, you're going to get the maximum return on your investment because God, again, uses divine math. So when you give away money, you might see it as giving it away, but God sees it just as a loan, which he himself plans to repay. So think of the ways today that you can be generous to the poor, whether in your community or through your church, or as we here at Lord & Richards do, through our giving to the least wealthy people in the world on the mission field, people who are some of the most unreached and most neglected. As you know, Lord & Richards began a foundation years ago, and we take profits and place it in that foundation to begin churches and do work in schools and so forth. And we are glad today to support all over Asia those who have the very least in the way of resources, who are often doing some of the most in the way of good for the kingdom. Now, in the second proverb that I read earlier, Proverbs 20.13, the writer is warning the person who closes his ears to the cry of the poor. It says, if you close your ear to the cry of the poor, you will yourself call out and not be answered. Perhaps the needs around us can become overwhelming, right? You see people looking for handouts. You begin to even question how needy they are. And so we simply shut them all out to avoid any guilt or having to make decisions or exercise discernment. However, God expects us to listen to his voice, to be discerning, to do your homework, and to be faithful then in helping others when there's a genuine need. You know, it's almost certain that one day you yourself are going to have a need. It may not be financial, but it might. But it could be another type of need, emotional or spiritual. And what God is telling us is that there is a principle that those who fail to lend to the poor, those who shut their ears to the cry of the poor, are going to find themselves, when in need, receiving the same treatment back. Oh, my friend, you don't want to experience that. You want to have people who rush to your aid, right? Well, be discerning. Get involved and find ways that you can give to the poor. Again, at Lord & Richards, we love doing that in a way that advances God's kingdom, where we do our research, where we can find ways to help some of the least wealthy people in all of the world in the way of resources, but who are doing so much good for the kingdom. Well, giving is a strategy that also yields a variety of other benefits, including tax advantages. And for our clients who are charitably minded at Lord & Richards, one of their big concerns is, hey, Colin, I don't want to leave all my money to the government or to nursing homes and hospitals. I'd like to give it to the poor or to missions or to family. So how do I ensure a legacy that doesn't leave all my money going to taxes? Well, that's where financial planning comes in. And at Lord & Richards, we help you become financially independent so you can use the bountiful resources that God has entrusted you to do good and to do amazing things for others. 
It really all just begins with what we call a financial independence review, where we sit down together and help you determine, are you ready to retire? Are you on the right track for financial independence? Or are adjustments going to be needed? And then we build a comprehensive financial plan that includes all the major areas of planning. For us, it simply begins with a conversation that we can have with you over the phone or in person. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord and & Richards, and I'm excited to be talking to you today about three ways you can pay more in taxes. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound very encouraging, but it's part of our series on taxes we call the coming tax storm. And really, since last year, we've been sounding the alarm over the potential for most Americans to be under a new, more rigorous tax regime. With Congress pretty well poised to change the tax laws anytime they can for the worse, we've been living actually under a very nice environment for the past several years. Since the passing of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, we've been living under historically low brackets. Well, this holiday is going to eventually come to an end, and if Congress gets its way, it's going to come to an end sooner rather than later. In some of our prior uh, segments on the tax storm, we talked about your silent partner called the IRS. If you have a tax deferred account, if you have an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, a 457 plan, all of these were plans where you deferred taxes until later with the idea that hopefully you would not pay high taxes in retirement. Oh, folks, that's a myth. We learned that the likelihood is you'll be in similar or even greater brackets down the road than you are today. And of course, with the government spending money at an unimaginable pace, it's only a matter of time before the budget's going to have to be more balanced. I don't know if it'll ever be balanced again, but it'll have to be more balanced and before the government really has to increase revenue for the whole system to keep working. The U.S. debt now has topped over, over, $30 trillion. It's unbelievable what we're facing today, and it's showing no signs of slowing down. Well, in this segment, as we discuss taxes from the standpoint of planning, we're going to talk about three ways to pay more taxes, kind of tongue-in-cheek. What we really want to say is these are areas you want to avoid unless you're just feeling especially generous towards the government. The first is to just sit idly by without a tax plan and let brackets change against you, okay? As part of your financial independence review process at Lord & Richards, one of the things that we do is we study where you fall in the tax brackets, and we determine if there are changes that might need to be made to help you avoid overpaying taxes. This is critical, and the vast majority of people that we're speaking to have never had this completed on their behalf. Well, we know that because the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act passed back in 2017 and extended through the upcoming tax year 2025, we know that brackets are going to revert back naturally in 2026 if you don't do anything about it. You say, well, won't Congress just extend those new and improved tax brackets that we're experiencing right now? Well, historically, they haven't really done that. 
historically, Congress will let them expire. Why is that? Well, because they're not useful. Those brackets were changed, and they helped another political generation. And they're not going to help the new generation just by letting them continue. New laws have to be passed so that new political credit can be taken. If you look at the deficit, if you look at the entitlement spending, and all the trillions of new debt that's been added through stimulus packages, it's almost guaranteed, folks, that you're going to be in higher tax brackets. You say, well, what does that look like, Colin? Well, as we look back to the changes that were made, to those filing jointly, a married couple, if you made, oh, around seventy-five, seventy-six thousand, let's call it, back in the day, you were in your top bracket for everything you earned over 75 was in the 25% bracket. Whereas right now, there's a window of opportunity to be somewhere between the 12 and 22% bracket. That is a remarkable difference, a remarkable difference. And those who make 150000 or more will see even greater savings. Perhaps you as a married filing jointly taxpayer might see numbers like that or on your own. So number one way to pay more taxes is going to be sit by and do nothing while the tax bracket changes. Another would be to sit by and do nothing while the deductions that have been increased in your favor go away, while they expire. You know, we received a lot of nice deductions in that last tax law. Some people called it the Trump tax law. And the standard deduction went up remarkably high, so high that some charities worried that people would stop giving because they don't receive as much of a deduction anymore um, because people already have it built in to their taxes. Well, Congress doesn't want to vote on tax increases for constituents. So here's a question. What's one of the easiest ways to make sure more money flows into the government's coffers? Well, why don't you just not have to vote and let the deductions expire on their own, kind of like the tax brackets in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So that's way number two, expiring tax deductions. And number three is to be oblivious to stealth taxes. Be oblivious to stealth taxes. You know, uh, the appellate court judge, Learned Hand, made this powerful statement years ago. He's one of the most quoted district court judges. He's a U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit judge. He said, there are two kinds of taxes in our country, a system for the informed and one for the uninformed. And so, folks, being oblivious to what's coming is not a good strategy. Stealth taxes are on the rise. What is this? You say, well, I, I think I know about all the taxes I'm paying. Well, think about this. Right now, the way it stands, if you take Social Security, up to 85% of that check that you get from the government can be taxed. You say, wait a minute, I thought I already paid taxes in order to get my Social Security. Well, it's more of a program, you see. And so the government doesn't mind at all taxing you on your Social Security check if you make over a certain threshold. Knowing that limit and working with it to see how you can reduce taxes on your Social Security is very important. This can also trickle down to Medicare Part B and impact you there. Listen, folks, our retirement tax code is written in pencil. It is absurd to think that it's going to be the same for the next 30 years. So we've got to develop a written tax plan where we address these kinds of items in advance. 
you say, well, are there any other stealth taxes or out in the open taxes that I should be looking at? Well, I've already mentioned the repeal of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act may happen prior to the 2025 sunset date if Congress votes to do so. There may also be elimination of other types of credits, such as the step up in basis. You say, what's that, Colin? Well, that's when you have an appreciated asset that you pass on to family. And of course, the government has done this so that farms and other important assets aren't uh, broken up in order to pay taxes. So what happens is the growth in the value of that asset over your lifetime is not included in calculating tax when it passes to your heirs. Yeah, the government wants to get rid of that. Raising the corporate tax rate has been in the center of the crosshairs for some time. You say, well, that won't affect me. That's big America, corporate America. Where we see that filter down is in the cost of your goods and services. And mark my words, folks, we're trying to fight inflation right now. Raising taxes on corporations that set the prices of the goods you purchase is one of the worst ways that you could react to inflation. It's likely to increase it. And of course, our government is spending millions and millions more on auditing and enforcement by hiring more IRS workers. You say, well, this is all very gloomy for me. Well, the good news is that you don't have to be caught flat-footed. You can prepare in advance. And you know, those who prepare in advance tend to do a lot better during times of crisis, when those laws change, when those tax brackets go up. For us at Lord & Richards, it's just a part of the financial independence review that we're conducting with people just like you every single day. I'd be delighted to talk to you about how you can achieve financial independence. It just starts with a simple phone call. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hey folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and I'm thrilled to be talking to you today on the subject of how to avoid paying extra taxes. How to avoid paying extra taxes, because in our prior segment, we talked about how you could pay more taxes, and most of it had to do with sitting back, relaxing, and not planning. Now what we're going to do is flip that coin a little bit and look at it from the positive side and say, what can you do? Well, it starts, number one, with an understanding between a micro and a macro view of taxation. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, a lot of times when I talk about taxes, people are thinking about filing their tax returns and what they're going to owe on last year's income. But that's rear view. That's rear view. That's micro. It's today. The micro view focuses in on saving right at this moment or in trying to doctor up our, our tax returns to maximize the deductions, whatever it is. But that is not the view I'm talking about. A macro view looks beyond the year that we're dealing with today, which is usually where our CPA or our tax preparer is focused, and it focuses on a lifetime of taxes that you're going to pay right through your retirement and on into the next generation. This type of view requires us to have a comprehensive written tax plan. It requires us to have the expertise and skill necessary to put in place plans today that will protect you from overpaying in on your taxes tomorrow. 
that's where we come in at Lord and Richards because we have a deep bench in terms of our fiduciary responsibility to you, the designations we have on our team, certified tax specialists, certified financial planners, uh, charter financial consultant, a very deep bench of expertise to help you make your way through the landmine that is the tax law. Let me give you an example of some simple tax planning that a very familiar friend made years ago, Ronald Reagan. Many of you um, enjoyed his years in office. Well, you might remember way back when he was making his black and white movies. Back then, he made about $100,000 a movie, which was pretty good. But he only did two movies a year. And that ended up being only about six months out of the year. You say, well, why would he take six months off every year? Won't he kind of lose his pizzazz? Won't he get a little rusty? Well, the problem was that post-World War II, the top tax bracket was 90%. As a matter of fact, FDR proposed 100% over $25,000, which was over $335,000 today in today's dollars. Wow. So it was a, a, a confiscatory, a confiscating type tax bracket when Ronald Reagan was making his movies. So if he made more than two movies, he was moving into the 90% bracket and would give away almost all of the money that he earned. So that's a little bit of a simple illustration of tax planning. Well, we have some strategies and workarounds that we can use today that start on the subject of volatility. Volatility. What can we do to make sure that we are prepared in advance for tax volatility? Well, one of the things that we can do is take a look at our asset location and our asset allocation. We hear a lot about asset allocation, but what is asset location? Well, when we're talking about asset allocation, we're talking about diversifying where you're investing by placing your assets across different classes, such as real estate, gold, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, etc. When we're talking about asset location, we're talking about what accounts you're putting them in, what tax classifications you're taking advantage of. There are four primary tax buckets, okay? There are taxable dollars, dollars that each time they earn a dollar, they're taxed on that earned dollar. There are tax-deferred dollars, right? Those are dollars that are put in, and such as our IRA program, you don't pay taxes until you take the money out. Then there's capital gains taxes. Those tend to be favorable tax rates and tax brackets when working with assets that have appreciated, such as stock. The key is you want to be in long-term capital gains brackets, not so much short-term. Short-term brackets are the same as just ordinary income tax, but capital gain, long-term capital gains are much, much lower. And then, of course, there's my favorite kind of money, tax-free money, tax-free. So those four buckets, the taxable money, the money that you make, the money that earns a dollar and gets taxed on a dollar, the tax-deferred money that you set aside that grows without paying taxes until you take it out, the long-term capital gains dollars, which are taxed at a much lower rate than short-term, and then our tax-free money, such as Roth IRAs and certain special special categories of investments that avoid taxation altogether without even being in a Roth IRA. So there are four tax 
brackets, okay? Within the taxable category, you've got things like your pension income, your short-term gains, as I mentioned earlier, your stock dividends. In your tax-deferred category, you've got things like your IRA, your 401B, your 403B, your 457A, and certain annuities. And then you, of course, have the long-term capital gains that I mentioned, which means that you've held it for at least a year, the asset, be it a, a property or a stock. And then you've got tax-free assets that include things like Roth IRAs, municipal bonds, and life insurance. Here's the key. If you've got all four brackets represented, we want to be gradually moving money over towards the tax-free bucket. Those municipal bonds, life insurance, Roth IRA. The problem is municipal bonds aren't paying a lot right now, so we've got to look more creatively at the other strategies. When tax rates are down like they are now, that's a great time to be pulling dollars from your tax deferred, like your IRA. When taxes go up, which they will, that's when we want to have long-term capital gain and tax-free buckets so that you can reduce your taxes even as the general brackets are going to up for everybody else. Well, folks, this again starts with a written income plan. Do you have one in place? A written risk management plan? A written health care plan? A written estate plan? And yes, we're talking today about having a written tax reduction plan. That's all part of our financial independence review a conversation that we have together with you and with folks just like you every single day to help you achieve financial independence and do the amazing things that you want to do with the people that you love for the reasons that you love with what God has entrusted to you. It really just begins with a simple phone call. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. 1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.